Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Christy Purifoy. And I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And listen, if you have a big cleaning or organizing project that you've been putting off, guys, let us keep you company as you tackle it today. I thought this would be a fun and funny conversation, and it was, but also it was pretty deep and pretty life-changing. So get comfy, friends. Here we go. Well, Lisa Joe, I broke a promise to you and our listeners that oh. I'm pretty sure I made a few weeks ago in one of our episodes as we anticipated this week's conversation about clearing out <gasps> the literal and figurative <laughs> clutter of our lives. Wait, let me guess. Um, Is the yeah. Christmas wrapping paper still next to you here in the month of yes. May? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, and Lisa Joe, it's not even May. We're in June now. Oh my gosh, we are in June. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so that's great. Yeah, so here we are, listeners. If you have been tuning in with us the past few weeks, um, again, this is a sort of unfolding conversation, but you can listen today, even if you've missed the past few weeks. Although I encourage you, this conversation has had some lead up. So you should go back and listen to the, fa- the last few episodes as Lisa Joe and I have been really picking apart this idea that we have both been experiencing that um, life these past few years with its many stressors, um, pressures, etc., has caused us in a lot of ways to be moving so fast in our bodies that we leave our souls behind. And so we have been talking about what does it look like to slow down enough to really reintegrate ourselves, to reintegrate body and soul. And we think that actually has something to do with the state of our closets and the fact that, yes, I am sitting in an office that is such a disaster. I'm surrounded. The only word is detritus. I'm surrounded (laughs) by detritus. (laughs) Oh, man. And I haven't yet tackled it, although I've tackled other things, but I have not yet made it all the way up here to deal with the fact that Christmas is still under my feet. <laughs> I know. I thought maybe we need to title this episode like Confessions of Our Dirty Closets because <laughs> I think, you know, on the surface, we have accomplished things this last year. Like Chrissy finished the third book in a series of three, released the second one into the world. I finished a book that's taken, I don't know, 1,200 years to finish. <laughs> <laughs> we are, have kids launching left, right, and center and learning to drive and trying out for college and and it, there is a price to pay, and that price is happening in my pantry and in my hall closet. So we just thought we'd come today in a lighter episode and maybe make you feel less alone. We're just going to confess <laughs> the sin areas that are essentially just organizing sins. Like if you watch the home edit, this is the opposite of that. Like this <laughs> is like the home clutter, <laughs> like just a disaster. And I think it's funny. When you're in those spaces, because they are such an excellent visual representation of like what has happened internally in myself in the last year. And so they're just, they've been shoved, you know, into sight unseen, into corners behind drawers and cabinets and doors. And my mental phrase I use, I actually use this in my life when I'm faced with clutter or I'm faced with something overwhelming, like scheduling a dentist appointment. I tell myself, it's not time to worry about that yet. 
because mm. I know the time will come. But if I take that upon myself now, it will become overwhelming. I'll become distracted. Right. I'll think I have to clean this. And before I can clean it, it will be more messy and I'll feel overwhelmed. So I've just shoved. I feel like it is a tidal wave, a tsunami of chaos that is like shoved back into the crevices of my home, Christy. And now that summer has come, doors are flung open. People are looking for things they haven't needed for six months. All of that detritus is about to come crashing back into my life. So, dear listener, if that is you today, take comfort, draw close, let us share with you our chaos so you can feel less alone. And you know what? I had a, I think a mini epiphany as you were talking just now, Lisa Joe, that I have been seeing this as just failure. Like, look at me, how I have not yeah, been able to keep up totally. with my life. But I, I thought as you were talking of that sort of cliched response, sort of jokey thing that people often share. Um, it's a common like sort of writer's thing to share well, where they will say something like, look at me organizing my pantry. Look at me cleaning out my closet. I must have a deadline this week. Ha uh, ha ha ha. Right? Weird. That I'm is something. Opposite. So as you, as you were talking, I thought, wait a second. The fact that you and I are not that way, I think suggests that in in the in life, we attend to the our priorities. We do. Huh. So when we have a deadline, okay. we're working toward that deadline, even when it's really difficult and we're only making slow progress. We know we know not to go dig into <laughs> our closet. I know, in some sense, not to take time to clean up the Christmas wrapping, um, because I could I could procrastinate on all kinds of work by just tidying my office. But I know that that isn't actually what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So I don't know, all of a sudden, as you're talking, I had that little shift where I thought, okay, maybe in some ways I could have done more or I could have kept up. Sure, that's possible. But also what I'm looking around at right now is the fact that for a couple of years, I've been working really hard. I have made my priorities my priorities, and there just hasn't been extra time to take care of these other things. But now there is. <laughs> I like Christy. And I so, really like that you said for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Three not, years to be not, precise. Not a couple of <laughs> going days back to 2020. Or, a of, or a couple of weeks for a couple of years. I've completely put years. everything else on hold. I mean, that is exactly right. And to think, so I was thinking as you spoke, it's because there was all this clutter in my mind. Like the place I'm sorting out, right, is in my mind. And if you've listened to last week's episode, it's we talked a lot about that. Like when you're doing a big project, so for us, it's writing a book. Maybe for you, it's launching a business or a website or a new curriculum for your kids or whatever it looks like. But it's happening in my head. And so in my head are all these there's chaos, there's clutter, there's memories, there's pain, and I have to sort through it. And it is excruciating trying to do it. I cannot possibly take on the contents of the shoe closet as well. That is too much for me. And in fact, I'll take it a step further. I actually find it a relief to just shove things into that shoe closet, to just be like, mm -hmm. no, I am not dealing with these rollerblades that yeah. nobody uses or the airplane <laughs> neck pillow. Why do we have five of these? We were in South Africa. Did anyone take one of these on a plane? They did not. Why do we still have them? I don't know, but they are shoved into the back of this closet and I don't want to hear about it. There's something psychologically satisfying about saying all of this crap, I'm just shoving behind that door and with impunity, like without apology, it's just getting shoved in there. Because in my head, I have cleaned and sorted and organized and shelved and 
assembled the IKEA furniture that is my book. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So this is an interesting place from which to begin and not one I anticipated. I thought this would be more of a, oh, woe is me. We've lived so poorly for <laughs> ages now. Look what's happened. But it it does show looking around that I have been living in a way that that isn't sustainable and that I don't want to sustain. Right, right. So it's Agreed. seasonal in that sense. Yeah. And and I'm glad that that season, a <laughs> years long season is easing up enough that I, I anticipate um, spending a lot of time this summer cleaning and organizing. So yeah, maybe we start there with like the, the, Worst sins, yeah, confessions the wor- of your worst yeah, spaces. <laughs> yeah. I have three yeah, that come yeah. to mind immediately. <laughs> yeah, I think, and and gosh, why is it my office that there is probably something meaningful there that, um, yeah, I think even though I've been working hard these past few years, I, I, I've been doing it in a in a just get it done way, but not in a, like a, like a, I can make it to the end. I can make it to the end. I can push through. Like it's been a lot about pushing through, which means that these things just fall to the wayside. But if I think about how I want to work going forward, um, I know there will be, se- there are, there, you know, there will be seasons, hopefully brief ones of pushing through, but, but that isn't actually how I want to work. I want to work in a, a space that, facilitates calm and creativity and where I can find the tools I need and where um, I have the right books on the shelf by my desk. And But what I have now is Christmas wrapping. I have um, piles of magazines. Why are they here? I don't know. I, oh, I have a number of things that when my daughter went to college and my mother-in-law was living in the barn, the only real guest room I had to offer people was my daughter's my daughter's bedroom. So here in my office are a number of like the personal things from her bedroom that I took out in order to let some guests stay there. So now cluttered up in my space are like a, a vase of dried roses that maybe she got at graduation. <laughs> I don't know, but those are here. <laughs> I mean, uh, I've got... Yeah, I've got a tin of tea over there that I think was also up here when I used this as a guest space, but why is it still here? So it's like all these little signs of of the transitions that we've been mm. through and the reshuffling mm. that we've been through. And I think at a certain point, I want to clear all that out to say, okay, here's how we live. Here's how I'm living right now. Right. Here's how I want to live. And here's yeah. how I want to work. I get that. But the office is not... No. Is not there. And it's funny because I was looking around mine thinking, oh, that's not me. Look how tidy and it's the one room that's put together. But what I'm remembering is it's only that way because I got done the project and the office was the first space I tackled. But for, I kid you not, like, I don't know, eight weeks toward the end, I had bought these frames. I wanted to frame my book covers, other books I've written oh, to put on the wall. Cool. And uh-huh. I literally had them on the carpet, <laughs> just lying on the carpet for two months? I don't know, a long time. I had printed out at one point the book covers, and then I just had those stacked on a desk. I have boxes of mail people have sent me, books I'm supposed to review. I have 
the problem with me is when I'm writing, I need my workspace cleared off like Zen. I need to see no things. And so I pile everything behind me, in back of me as if somehow it doesn't exist. Like, I'm not kidding you. I will sometimes get done like eating a candy and I don't want to get up and be distracted to go to the trash. I like a small child, throw it over my shoulder behind me. I'm like, it's gone. Look, it doesn't exist anymore. And I'll get up at the end of the day and there'll be like six glasses lined up across my book. <laughs> like I'm not joking plates I ate pasta off at like noon like all like a gross like teenager all behind me on the floor because I just couldn't I had to just keep pressing forward but when I was done the book one of the first things I did was like huh look at those frames wouldn't it be nice to put those on the wall and I suddenly realized oh I have this extra energy I hadn't had before and I can now spend it on something else that's how it feels energy feels like currency to me I can only spend as much as I have. And if I'm spending it all on this big project, I can't spend it anywhere else. And so I don't know if you're listening and you just made it through like your kid's graduation or moving them to college or you just got married or you had a baby. Like your energy can only be spent on those immediate things. But you too will get to a point where you look around and think, huh, I got energy cash in my pocket. Where do I want to spend it? So, so far, I've only addressed my office. And then Peter and I moved and we're starting to address the external. I've had actually many people message me on Instagram from who listen to the podcast when they see shots of my yard now and be like, oh, well done, you guys. It looks so great. And like part of me is like a little offended. Like I'm just like, oh, I'm so sad that they know how trash (laughs) we've been. But no, please hear me. I love it when you say that to me. But part of me is always like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't confess how bad it was before, but. (laughs) Thank you for the affirmations. Uh, So the yard is coming together. Yesterday we went to, I started looking on Facebook Marketplace because I really wanted to get like a dining room outdoor like patio table and chairs and reclaim the deck space as a place that we can actually sit and enjoy being there. And we have had sitting on our deck now for a year this round glass table that has two legs that are broken off. So it lists at an angle. You can't actually work at it. It has had a tablecloth on it from last summer that is like (laughs) rained and molded to the table. There are only three chairs left. One of two of them have broken legs as well. So you can't sit on that table at all, but it's like right at the end of the deck. So you can't really walk around it. It's awkward. And as we started redeeming the yard and the weeds and the beds, I started looking at that table and making eye contact and realizing, oh, I have some energy to deal with that. So I started looking on Facebook Marketplace and thinking, wouldn't it be nice if we had like a rectangular table, the right space for that deck and chairs and we could sit out there and... um But we don't have a trailer and it's like effort to figure out how to go get that stuff. And so I've been watching it for weeks. And yesterday, seriously, this beautiful table was posted with six chairs and it's so pretty and and an umbrella. And it was only $300. It's crazy in great shape. And I sent it to Pete and said, I think this, I think we should figure out how to get this. And we texted our friend uh, Norm, shout out to Lorene, who's probably listening. It's her husband. And we're like, can we borrow your trailer? And he was so nice. And he was like, I won't even be here, but come take my car, take my trailer. <laughs> and on the way there, I texted his wife, Lorene, wait, what's your address again? I can't, we can't remember like exactly how to get to your house. And picked up their trailer through rush hour and picked up the set and brought it home and unloaded it. And all of that, a lot of energy currency, a lot. But we had some to spend. And then last night, I just sat out there and thought, huh, 
We've waited like a year and a half. And thank you, Norman Loreen, because now we still have your trailer. And we're going to load it up with our old janky set that's too broken to even sell. And now we can take it to the dump. Like these are things we just have. We've literally not had energy to be able to do. Like even thinking about it would make me feel like, I don't know if anyone can relate, almost like a crushing exhaustion. The thought of trying to do it was just too much. But now we have a lovely new outdoor space, and I texted a picture to Norman Lorene this morning. So <laughs> we made progress. You did. And thinking about energy and how much energy this sort of thing can take, I feel like I I experienced something that I'm I'm going to actually offer a, a little tip, like a little Ooh, shortcut. Like it. if there are some spaces you need to deal with, and you and you know you don't have the energy for the full thing. I think even though I am not personally. A perfectionist. I'm not someone who is too bound by a sense that things have to be done like a certain way, an ideal way. Um, but I know some people are. But all of us can feel that, I think, when faced with a totally messy pantry or closet. Yes, we can feel totally. like a, a small effort won't make a difference. So until I have time to completely take everything out and vacuum every shelf and deal with all the mess and put it all back, why even bother? Right. It just gets worse and worse. So we have a child in our family who I will leave unnamed <laughs> <laughs> who um, uh, struggles with chaos in their space. <laughs> and um, And I think there's multiple reasons for this. I think actually... You know, it can be good to look at ourselves or our kids and how we keep our personal spaces, not in a judgmental sense, but I have learned um, because I have four kids, um, one of one of whom it, it just it really struggles to to do anything with their bedroom. Like it just so quickly, it's like a tornado of chaos in that bedroom. And I have two other children who who almost. Um, have a, a problem. They're so uh, focused on keeping their room sort of perfect and neat. So anyway, it's been almost to me like a little key that has unlocked some things that are going on with my kids, you know, mental health and, you know, um, executive function and things. So anyway, I'd throw that out as an aside, like there's there's more going on often when we're overwhelmed or when we simply can't. So So this child who has a room that is beyond, beyond chaotic. I know that it's not just a simple failure on this child's part. It's not just laziness, et cetera. Like there's more going on, which is why, um, like it reached a crisis point and it reached a <laughs> crisis love point that actually. You that word crisis point because I'm now very dialed in because we have a yes. similar situation. Yes. Yes. I think, I think for many reasons you hit a point where, you know, this, this can't continue. So it might be because, um, there's a test that, that you have to study for. There's a deadline you have to meet. Or in the case of this child, this child shares my dust allergy. So I have a dust allergy. I have learned. So so one space in my home, Lisa Joe, that is actually usually pretty okay is my bedroom because I can't keep anything under the bed. I cannot keep a lot of things on the tables. Um, I have learned because it will accumulate dust and then I'll get asthma in the night. So this happens with my child. And um, he told me that he was a couple nights in a row, after years of not needing an inhaler, a couple nights in a row, he's like, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night and I needed an inhaler, which is bad. If it's waking you up, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. I knew right away, it's the dust in your room 
that we cannot clean because there is so much stuff. There are piles and piles of stuff. So it reached a crisis point, but here's my little, here's my shortcut tip. Going into that room was so overwhelming. My husband and I were like, okay, we are here to help. We're going to do this together. I literally, so it was so bad. I went down and got like an N95 mask. I was masked. Oh, wow. <laughs> because wow. it was so dusty. Uh, and I knew we would be stirring it up more as we got into things. So at first I just thought, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. I don't actually have time to deal with this, but we have to get this dust out of here. So we went down to our basement. We found some big old, you know, those kind of Tupperware, not Tupperware, but big bins, Rubbermaid bins. We got a bunch of all the bins we could. We went back into the that bedroom and we just started putting everything into the bins. So these were things that he will need. <laughs> like, I actually, Lisa Joe, I put, he had a stack of like his Bibles, some prayer books. I put them in the bin. Wow. Well, he's going to get them back. Yeah, yeah. But we did not have time to organize. We did not have time oh, to figure out what goes, oh, what stays. Wow. Everything went that's into the so bins. smart. Yes. And then everything went down to the basement. And, his, huh. and then we dusted. And his room is now neat, clean, it can be vacuumed, it can be dusted. Wow. And I think we're going to figure out, okay, what what is the next step now to, like, what do we, does he need a, a closed cabinet or do we add a piece of furniture in here so that then we can go open up those You bins. are blowing my mind right now because I, and then I have put a room back what we need needs. to do that with and I keep thinking, I can't, what am I going to do with those clothes? I don't, I can't sort that. I need, he needs new furniture and so I'm putting off like the despair room. You're right. I could just grab everything out. Yes. Hose it throw down. It in bins and or, have or it. garbage bags. Just throw it in garbage bags. Oh, yes. <laughs> and sort that at another point. Oh, I'm doing that tomorrow. I'm not even kidding you like this is brilliant yeah that way they so get to start the with a fresh palette yes. and there's hope yes and there's hope and yes. and then i think we'll be so careful about what we put back in yeah um and how we do it because we're just aware of of how it can it can descend into chaos and knowing yes. that this child you know is wired in a way that it's always going to be a struggle yeah. to keep things you know functional um and du- and dust free <laughs> um yeah i think i i just feel so grateful so there are there are things he he needs that he cannot access right now right. but you know what right. he'll be okay for a couple of weeks and then when we have time and energy we will slowly start going through the bins wow that's I'm I mean you have like blo- it's more than a tip. This is radical because one of the reasons I have literally avoided this space that's similar in our house is I don't know how to fix it. It's too much. Like it needs new furniture, it needs new arrangement, it needs more closet space because there's just mm-hmm. literally clothes yep. piled everywhere. Yep. Like and yep. so I keep waiting till I can do all of that. And this poor kid in our house has just said it's too much. It's too overwhelming. Like I, even thinking about it, and then Peter had said, you know, in the summer I'm gonna help you do it and then our kid was like oh even thinking about dad doing it feels overwhelming <laughs> <laughs> right sometimes it is that bad yeah yeah wow. for real That's... yeah yeah we face like all those challenges exactly the same not enough closet space piles of clothes um the other thing i did is i i took out every piled blanket clothing again for us i was thinking about the dust i laundered everything i spent basically two days just doing running loads of laundry for this child wow um and but then i did not 
I didn't, I didn't do what I normally do, which is take up, actually, normally this child does his own laundry, but right. I, I took that on too. And then I didn't bring up baskets of like, hey, here's your clean clothes. I, I folded everything. I sat with him. And then I just would, I would just say, okay, where does this go? Do you have room for it? And if I couldn't see him putting it into the closet or putting it into a drawer, he didn't get to keep it. I said, okay, we'll just put this in a bin for now until there's room for wow. it. Like, I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm just not letting you have literally the things do this that don't tomorrow. have a place. Like, I'm having an epiphany as you speak. <laughs> like, I realize part of my tiredness and anxiety heading into summer is some of these projects. And I, I just feel tired after a year and I just think I'm going to take tomorrow off. I'm going to take tomorrow and Friday off and just start Aww. to get like some sense of like basic order so, that right. I think will bring joy baby to all steps. of us. Like, yeah, yes. we can baby step into these things. We can say, look, I have limited time, limited resources right now, limited energy, Yes, but that doesn't mean I can't start. And I think I have felt that way about my office. This is a massive job. This will take days and I don't have yeah. days and I'm waiting, but you know what? It, meanwhile, I keep adding to the clutter. I keep not putting right. things away. Yes. So I, I need to just start. I need to just start with some better habits. I need to find, you know, if there's one or two things out, we'll find a place for those one or two things, even if the rest yeah. I still have to deal Christy, with. I feel like the episode is over. Like that's all <laughs> I needed to know. <laughs> and it's funny because yeah. in my list of mental spaces, like physical mental spaces, I, this room, this kids room i mm. i didn't even have on the list because it's too much to even put too on much. the list like i was like pantry yeah. shoe closet they're really bad but i could handle them but this room feels like it has emotional weight attached to it because yes. it's a kid yes. in transition it's all the things that belong yes. and haven't found yes, a place and clothes that are yes. outgrown and like how do i yes. deal with that and, and and sprinkled in there oh. lisa joe are like all these memories yes like yes. like like I, I I was finding like award certificates yes. and, and accomplishments. We've oh Lisa Joe under his bed. So we're trying to clear out the bed so we can dust. Yes. I found an old broken down container full of his little childhood dress up costumes, oh. his little policeman hat, yes. the little yes. wooden sword that his dad made for him. Like oh my gosh, well, what can you do in that moment? I don't have a place for it, but it is so emotionally yes. resonant. So I just said, hey, it goes in a bin. We think about it later. But wow. I don't have to deal with, I cannot deal with that now. Yes. <laughs> Your little policeman hat. And I don't, so for anyone listening, I don't have bins and I think they cost a lot of money if you don't have them. Can, I'm going to yeah. use trash bags and I'm going to use trash those bags. big yard trash bags that are like yes, extra huge. The big leaf ones. That's what I'm yes. going to do. This is happening. You're like freeing yeah. me. I mean, I, I think this is a good way. This applies to all the other spaces. You know, like our pantry is so terrible right now. Like, mm, you know, and whether mm-hmm. you have an actual pantry or a closet, that's a pantry. You know what happens when the rice is suddenly next to a big bottle of bleach and you're like what's happening how did this happen this can't be okay you know like there's the dog food like bag resting on the like griddle like what it's so gross you know and everything's sitting in a sticky ring yes. you know like, uh. yes and we're heading into summer and now like and part of what I was telling Pete this morning is like, we have to clarify again for our children, summer house rules. You are responsible for your own breakfasts and lunches. We will keep the house stocked because Pete and I are still working in the summer and we'll, we'll cook dinners, you know, we'll do dinners together, but we're not, this is not a full service restaurant slash, you know, hotel service at our house. Like get out of bed and hand, like my 
you want to know how to make your mother literally have a meltdown, like my body and brain melt in rage, is when you've slept into one o'clock and I come into the house trying to get myself quickly something for lunch before my next meeting. And then a child is like, hey, so like, are you making something? Like, what's for breakfast? And I want to kill my offspring in that moment. And so I want to be like, what are you making me? What are you making me, child? <laughs> oh, and the I problem is, I, I actually have to identify part of the problem. And I wonder how it presents for you as a four, but as an Enneagram two, our weakness is this tit for tatness. Like, I did this for you, you do this for me. And so I can start to feel like I carried you all year through your school year. I made your lunches, I drove you places, I helped wash your clothes. Like, now it's the summer. What, what do you do for me? What have you done for me lately? You know, and I can like explode <laughs> into irrational sense of like, which is tricky for a two because what most people just see as parenting, a two can be like, I did this for you. <laughs> what are you going to do for me? <laughs> yeah, that is funny. That's helpful to to put, say that out loud for listeners. I'm sure some are in, in those same shoes. Yeah, I don't. It's funny. I don't. Ex- I don't experience that so much. But what I do experience. Because, um, and clearly we have established that I can work in a space that is a disaster. Like yeah, my office yes. has, has been like this for months. So I can move forward. I'm not I'm not someone who just has to have these cleared off spaces. I actually like a bit of clutter if it's, here's the key and here's my foreness. If it is cozy, somehow uh. beautiful, somehow appealing, and then I'm fine <laughs> with clutter. so interesting, so, cozy clutter. Right. So the clutter that does not count. So a stack of books great. Love it. A pile of stinky, dirty Converse sneakers that is just always right next to the kitchen table. Like a pile. (laughs) Like multiple pairs of them for multiple boy children. There is nothing appealing. Like that, it smells, it looks bad, I'm tripping over it, you know. So it's... So with my kids, I sometimes feel like, gosh, am I just too hard on them? Am I, you know, are my standards too high? And I realize, actually, I don't have super high standards. I just can't deal with piles of ugliness in every space. Yes. (laughs) So ugly. Piles of ugliness. (laughs) I have, it's interesting to kind of understand what's happening behind the things that we don't like. For me, I do tend to be an all or nothing. So I like my house to be surfaces cleared off. I know I drive my family insane because they'll be like, where's that pen I just had? Or where's that glass I just (laughs) put down? Because I needed to be away. But I don't care what it looks like when it's in a drawer or behind a closet. Like that can be chaotic as all get out. As long as like at an eye level, it's clear and organized, which is why my poor son's bedroom can just be totally janky. And I don't care because I don't ever have to go in there and the door door. is closed. Mm -hmm. I can pretend it's not a real thing. So motivation matters. And what's weird for me is I can, it's all or nothing. So either I want it perfectly cleared off or I get to, or I just let it go where it's just terrible. And when it's super terrible, where it almost feels like I can't deal with it, it's almost a relief because if there were just like a few things in the sink, I would feel compelled to clean them because then I could have like a cleared off surface. But when it's like, when the kitchen is an apocalypse, I'm almost like, eh, well, 
it's too much. Like, can't handle that <laughs> right now. And it's weird. Like, my brain can just let go of it. When it becomes too much, my brain is like, there's nothing I could do in the five minutes between walking through back to the office where I could pick this up. But I do, I live in a pattern where if there, if it is sort of like, there's a few things I could spend 20 minutes and it'd be cleaned up. I feel compelled to do that. I feel like I got to get a handle on this. I can quickly straighten up the couch. I can put everything back together and it'll look good. But if it's so bad that it's going to take a day, my brain just shrugs and walks right past. <laughs> and so sometimes Your that's why shrugs. I think I let it get that bad because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, what a relief. Yeah. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> Interesting. I love I love this. This is like the psychology of <laughs> clutter. And I I feel like maybe here at the end of our conversation like that is that is the main point. Like don't be afraid to to dive into this, to give yeah. it some thought and to say this this isn't just laziness. This isn't just failure. This isn't just something simple. This is probably rooted in something more complicated yeah. yes. in a in a in a good sense. You know, the way I know that my child's bedroom is is more complicated. It's not just that, you know, he can't pick up his clothes. Like, there's more going on that I want to help him with and that I want to encourage him in. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, to, like, give some thought. And at the same time, I think maybe this is what I want to say at the end, is that we've talked about how hard it is. We've talked about the challenges. We've talked about why we are where we are. But in this bigger conversation of reintegrating, of like coming home to myself, you know, like bringing body and soul back together, I think what I am really looking forward to doing this summer is the physical diving in to the cleanup. Because in that physical cleaning, what I'm doing is rooted in my mind, it's rooted in my soul, it's rooted in my longing for beauty, it's rooted in, you know, what my life has been. But then it's like this physical thing with my body. My body gets to like dust and 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 carry and you know, it's like yes. literally the embodiment of yes. body and soul coming together, which yes. is really cool and I really agree. exciting. It's so weird so. and so true. I exactly relate to that that even on days when I've now been like, huh, I need to unload the dishwasher, my least favorite task. It has felt almost a relief to bend and straighten and bend and straighten and handle knives and forks because of the embodiment where I'm not just living in my mind, where I've moved back into my body. And I think it's why having got done a huge project like this and now just and not really having a break, just continuing in my job, which I love, but is very much mind work as well. I have started to feel a longing of, man, I just need some days off to just clean. It's weird, mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. but maybe that's the psychology of it. Like I need to be back in my body a bit. Um, and so I think I will be emailing my boss after we record this to say, I think I need to take two personal days <laughs> leading into the weekend. Yeah. I'm not going to tell him it's for cleaning though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. And I have to admit, just here at the end, that since last weekend's big dusting cleaning spree, um, every day I have popped into my child's room and just like taken it in with my eyeballs and said, yeah, we did that. And it's still here and we'll finish at some point. Um, I have even done a little something I've never done for this child because really he should do it for himself. But because he's rushed out of the morning, you know, rushed out of bed for school, the bed is all tussled. 
I don't even make my own bed every day, Lisa Joe, mm-hmm. but I have reached over and just pulled Aww. up his comforter and like straightened his pillow. <laughs> and I don't have to, and it doesn't matter, but yeah. I, it's like I want to. Yes. Anyway, so I, I, that's I feel beautiful. Like it can change I, us. Yeah. I receive that. I think I'm going to do similarly because there's something about doing that for someone in your family who's overwhelmed that helps yeah. you also feel yeah. something like there's a sense yeah. in which you've rescued part of yourself I guess that is what we do with our kids we are rescuing ourselves again in some way too some small way so thank you for that I needed it oh I'm so glad well enjoy your cleaning friend <laughs> I I uh, will be cheering you on as well I our listeners I'm sure once they yeah. listen to this conversation <laughs> I know. Maybe we'll put a reminder in our intro. If you've got a big cleaning project, here is something to keep you com- you know, keep you company as you clean. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and if it did, come it. find us on Instagram. Share a picture. I'm at Lisa Joe Baker. And I'm at Christy Purifoy. Yeah, I'd love to see what you're tackling. All right, guys, we can do it. 